What is going on, guys, girls, Americans, and others, human beings, my brothers and sisters from other mothers? What's going on? It's Alex out here in Pearland, Texas. Cue the intro. All right, so guys, got a quick podcast for you this fine evening. So we're going to get right into it. And I want to talk about um, someone's prayers that I answered, right? I answered someone's prayers and a little backstory about why this was important to me. So while I was in New Orleans, I was doing this Nurdle cleanup. Uh, For those of you who weren't there, Nurdle, real quick, is just, it's like a little tiny ball of plastic, smaller than a pea. Pretty much any object that's ever been plastic actually came from these balls. They're melted down and turned into whatever, you know, we need. So these balls are really common. And I was doing a Nurdle cleanup because there was a big spill in the Mississippi River. And one of the girls that was there texted me after the Nurdle cleanup expressing her distaste for people and in the area who use Airbnbs, claiming that it increased the property value in New Orleans and forced people from their homes. And then she went on to say that my traveling was directly responsible for killing people. And then she also asked me to go to a protest with her because she was unemployed and wanted to extend the eviction ban so she wouldn't have to pay rent. So I didn't give this person too much attention. I mean, when they said that my travel was directly killing people, uh, I already knew based on data that this was not entirely accurate. Uh, But I'm not going to lie that this did at first dampen my spirits. Um, You know, all I was trying to do was make New Orleans a slightly better place by helping clean plastic out of the Mississippi River. And here I am. I got, you know, Captain, Captain Dunce Cap over here trying my life. And, um, but, but, but what really matters is that this engagement actually taught me what really matters in life. It's not about what people think about you, like this person, but it's about rooting your belief systems in infallible logic. And I have some details here and bullet points. I'm going to make try to make sense of them. Um, so first off, she, who is a, a white lady, um, said that she said that black people were dying from COVID and that since I was white, and that I was traveling, that I was responsible for this. And so, I mean, to be honest with you, this was the first time I'd ever heard that minorities were being, you know, discriminated against in terms of COVID. Uh, But nonetheless, I, you know, a a famous quote by Albert Einstein, you know, the mark of an intelligent man is to entertain a thought without accepting it. So I decided I would entertain this thought. I decided to do some um, research. Um, and, and it's also kind of funny that she, you know, this, you know, white knight over here is, is yelling at me or not yelling, but she was blaming me for, you know, the disproportionate amount of, you know, minorities getting killed by COVID because I was traveling. But when I'm at a convenience store, you know, I have minorities, African-Americans, Latinos, just chop it up with me while I'm in line. You know, this one guy in line was like, oh man, you know, I used to work out back in the day, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, like, cool. You know, we just chopped it up a little bit. I left. Uh, But here comes the importance of infallible logic, right? Now, first of all, um, African-Americans are not dying from COVID more because of some genetic disparity uh, between the, you know, them and other groups. Um, The people that are actually dying more are, yes, it's minorities, but it's because minorities make up the majority of low-income communities. On the CDC website, I did some research. I entertained her thought. Uh... 
And because I was like, maybe, maybe she's 100% right. Maybe I'll, I'll head back. But let me, let me do some actual research here. On the CD web, CDC website, it outlines that low-income communities are at higher risk um, and that cultures that have frequent gatherings are also at higher risk. So while I was in New Orleans driving through some lower-income areas to get to where I needed to go, I did see African-American and Latino communities gathering outside in big groups. Um, is now the question that we have to ask ourselves, like they're gathering in these big groups outside, is their gathering outside my fault? Was it my fault that they're in lower-income communities? No. Now, it's definitely not directly my fault, does the system play a part in nudging minorities into low-income environments? Possibly. This is, these are the hard questions that we must ask. But at the end of the day, Alex's traveling you know, between states is not putting these people... I am not ripping people from their houses by getting an Airbnb, okay? I am not you know, running around... Now, with this being said, guys... I'm not running around and like shitting in my hand or, you know, when I wipe my ass and I accidentally poke my finger into my butthole through the toilet paper, like, do I just run around the restaurant and just dip my finger in everyone's glass or do I wash my hands like a normal human being? Yeah, obviously I do the latter, right? I, I wash my hands, I wear a mask. Do I sneeze in people's faces? No, I sneeze in my arm. I mean, just use exercise, decent common sense. Like, am I killing people? Literally, no. You know what's actually killing people is low income. The inability, that's the disparity that's targeting people in the, in the coronavirus. So we're going to get to why that's important in a moment here. I'm going to finish up some more research that I saw. Um, so, yeah, again, it just says, you know, according to PewResearch.org, African-American and Latinos um, had the highest unemployment during COVID when compared to whites and Asians. Um, and based on the history book, I'd say that race issues, uh, you know, his, race issues that have persisted throughout American history would be more responsible for this unemployment disparity than Alex traveling, you know, like did, did Alex traveling cause, you know, businesses to be like, you know what, we're going to fire more African-American and Latino people. Like that's the goal, you know, like, no, that, that, that I had literally nothing to do with that. And another thing that's interesting, little little note here, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, we have, you know, women, had much higher unemployment rate due to the fact that they have a heavier footprint in payrolls that are in the hospitality industry, which obviously we know hospitality took a big, big dookie on itself. And guess what industry I am stimulating by traveling and not panicking and hiding in my house? I'm stimulating the hospitality industry. I tip well where I go. I eat out a lot where I go because I'm traveling to new places. I don't want to eat in all the time. I have a Costco membership that I should use because my balance sheet is jacked up right now. But we have to ask ourselves before feeling bad, which I did feel a little bad after this because even though I knew this was just so illogical of an argument, um, I knew, you know, I asked myself, you know, was it my fault that this girl was broke? and preferred low-income housing. No, that is not my fault. Uh, but still, yeah, it got to me a little bit, but that was until I got to Houston, Texas, where while I'm in Houston, Texas, my Airbnb host, Anika, she told me that she thanked God for me. I was eating dinner one day. She's taking her cute little dachshund out, and she says, you know, I thanked God for you. And then she went on to say that I was a direct answer to her prayers. And uh, I was like, well... Well, what do you mean? And then she elaborated by telling me that she had lost her job during COVID 
and that she was praying for a tenant to stay at her Airbnb. And then boom, I decided to stay. She went on to say that the, the length of time that I stayed, a month, how clean and polite I was, I was exactly what she had asked God for. And I'm not super religious, but I have enough common sense to understand that this is a compliment and that I helped her out. And it was, it was, it was really awesome for her to say that to me because this was real life experiential data that reinforces the conclusion I had already come to. Uh, but it really kind of flamed the fires of like, wow, like fuck what that other girl said. <laughs> like, like just because she's not a go-getter and want, you know, wants to be unemployed for as long as possible. Like, I don't know her whole situation. I'm not going to judge. I'm only going to judge the, the current engagement that she had with me. So we'll just leave it at that. But, but guess what I am doing? I am going out. I'm spending money in America. Spending money in America helps America. And to be honest with you, like I said earlier, I spent way too much. You know, I'm constantly eating out, you know, tipping, buying food, Uber Eats, DoorDash. I have like three different food delivery services right now to try all the food as much as possible while I work Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, buying clothing, buying experience, tickets to museums. I went to the Alamo to support the Alamo. Um, this other war monument I went to, I tipped there as well. And while my balance sheet is messed up, my experience sheet is not messed up. And I want to leave you guys with this. This also ties back into what this girl said, and it's called the Allegory of the Cave or Plato's Cave. I'm going to tie this back into why what people say about you really doesn't matter and why you guys should also get out there and start chasing it according to Plato. Don't take it from Alex. Take it from Plato. And... Real quick, I'll give you a little backdrop. So Plato's Cave is an allegory presented by the Greek philosopher Plato in his work Republic to compare the effect of education and the lack of it on our nature. It is written as a dialogue between Plato's brother and his mentor Socrates, narrated by the latter. The allegory is presented after the analogy of the sun and the analogy of the divided line. And this is where it's at. In the allegory, and I'm definitely saying that. I've said that word three different ways doing this, but whatever. In the allegory, we'll call it for now, Socrates describes a group of people who have lived chained to, a, to the wall of a cave all of their lives, facing a blank wall. The people watch shadows projected on the wall from objects passing in front of a fire behind them and gives names to these shadows. The shadows are the prisoner's reality, but are not accurate representation of the world. It talks about three higher levels that exist. Socrates explains how the philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are not reality at all. A philosopher aims to understand and perceive the higher levels of reality. However, the inmates of the cave do not even desire to leave their prison, for they know no better life. Now, Using this example, I'm going to – this this allegory, allegory, whatever you want to call it, directly to my life right now. So there I was in my apartment watching the news, chained one of the prisoners to the wall, watching the news, which is just the shadows of reality, not the real reality. The real reality is going out there and seeing, is America really as bad off as it is? I don't think so based on what I've seen out here. Am I actually – if hiding away or am I out here and giving money to the people around me and, and actually helping communities get out of low-income communities? 
or am I chained inside and hiding and, and, and just, you know, thinking the reality is these shadows when it's not. So I challenge you to challenge what you, what you think is reality. Is, is reality really those shadows or is, is life actually this amazing experience? Is life really as shitty as they say it is on the news? Constantly fires, dying, shooting, stabbings. Oh my God. Oh my God. You watch the news and it's like someone's getting stabbed and shot every fucking 10 minutes. But is it really that bad out there? I'm telling you from personal experience that it's not. But I challenge you to not, not this is a shadow too. Shit, this could be a shadow right now too. The only way to go and, and look at it is to go and feast your eyes on it, your damn self. So I'll leave you guys with that. Don't be a cha- uh, an inmate chained to a cave looking at shadows. Get out of that cave. Experience life for what it really is and, and see how you can actually help people by not hiding in fear. Peace.